0: every moment every decision presents you with an opportunity to change something and even if you change little things all those little things are gonna add up
1: hey what's up what's going on welcome to another episode of hey mark the podcast where i mark get to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health and self-development struggles that we face and kind of different perspectives that we gain from overcoming them uh the reason i started this podcast is just to basically break the silence and kind of help people that might be suffering in silence just to kind of have an idea maybe of who they can talk to how to start the conversation how to put like words to what they are feeling and today i'm joined by lee from no pants no problem that's where i know him from but um why do you kind of give yourself like kind of a little introduction, tell people like who you are, what you're all about, and where they can find you and also yeah. prove that Australia is real?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Mark's convinced that I'm actually like Canadian with a really good Chris Hemsworth accent. Um, but no, definitely. You probably got the furthest guy from Chris Hemsworth from Australia that you could get on your podcast. Um, but no, Australia is definitely real. Uh, It's 7.30 Sunday morning for me. And this is like, that's been the thing that we've been chatting for ages and it's only been now that we've been able to kind of line stuff up. Um, So yeah, as you said, No Pants, No Problems is my podcast uh, that I started with my best mates earlier this year, uh, 2021. Um, And we're similar to you, similar to mark, basically. Uh, And we want to just put our conversations out there, open up the conversation around men's mental health, because we know it's something that needs to be done a lot more. Uh, Jeff and I have been having those conversations and helping each other out for over a decade now. Um, So as I became hyper fixated on doing as many podcasts as possible, um, one of those was to chat with Jeff, uh, and hopefully increase the conversation. Uh, and that's how I connected with Mark and here we are. Yeah. And
1: dude, I want you to kind of discuss as well. Like how did you guys come up with the name? No pants, no problem. Cause that's <laughs> when I heard you say this, like, kind of like the, the meaning behind it, I was like, okay, that's really cool. At first I was confused. I was like, what is this?
0: Yeah. I, I feel like, it can confuse people, but the idea is, uh, well, our little slogan that we came up with after we came up with the title um, was Stripped Back Conversations for Men's Mental Health. Uh, And the idea is, Jeff and I do most of our good deep chatting uh, in my hot tub at home. Uh, And so the idea is that we're literally and figuratively stripping everything off Um, to have important conversations. So the idea is that there's no pants and no inhibitions um, to having the conversations. We're just putting it all out there.
1: I like that, man. Because it's like literally the visual representation of vulnerability. Like it's like, I'm just here with a buddy. I'm stripped down and he's seeing what I've got going on and I'm seeing what he's got going on and we're chatting about it yeah but in a realistic
0: sense like yeah 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 in in all senses um and that's worked for jeff and i uh and i think we're about 20 episodes into the podcast now um and we're starting to get a bit of traction i think i've had a few blokes uh mainly at this stage our mates uh get in touch and say how much they've enjoyed listening and how it's had an impact on them already, uh, which is cool. We're gonna have a few guests on in the new year, uh, which will be good. And just give blokes a chance, not only to tell their story, but also then for others to hear people's story. Um, Like when we did recently, so earlier in November was international coming out day. Uh, and so Jeff interviewed me about my coming out, and I know a lot of people listened to that episode and gained a really different perspective, not only of me, but of the whole sexuality thing and the whole coming out thing. Uh, and so that's, I guess the power of podcasts like ours is to be able to put those stories out there, uh, and help people gain a better understanding of either their own stories uh or other people's yeah and dude well admittedly i gotta say i haven't
1: actually listened to that episode yet but i have listened to a lot of your past episodes uh just in the last little bit i haven't been caught up so i gotta yeah, yeah. catch up on that but um i know like when i first found you guys i was just listening to you pretty much i listened to all of your episodes back to back like i was just painting one day and i just went ripped it like for hours i think i was like seven yeah. hours straight And, um, yeah, dude, like, I think that there's a lot of stuff to kind of talk about there because I really like like your podcast. I like how you guys kind of are able to be funny about it. Like, I feel like I kind of struggle with that sometimes in terms of kind of being serious or being funny. And I'm kind of good at both. I feel like, but I'm not really good at integrating them all the time, but I don't know if you have the advantage because of your accent and everything just sounds kind of cooler or funnier to me. (laughs) I don't know uh, if you I feel think that the other way. way. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't know if you feel that way, but like I always hear you guys and I'm like, man, everything they say, like their slang is so much funnier. Everything they say is funnier.
0: I think your accent just sounds cooler. Maybe, our, yeah, our accent sounds funnier, um, but everything just maybe sounds cooler with that uh, Canadian accent that you've got. Do we
1: sound... I got a question for you, sorry, before we move on. Do yeah, we yeah. sound different than a lot of Americans to you? Like,
0: does that sound different to you? Um, to me, yes. But I know people from all around the States and Canada. Right. So, like, I think with early days when we chatted, we had a, um, a baseball player from Vancouver stay with us for a while, I think I was telling you. Um, and then one of my... Uh, one of my old choir masters, he's from Toronto. Um, But then we've also had uh, Californian and uh, Floridian. Is that what they're called? Um, That's what they're called. Yeah, Yeah, he was too. Um, Yeah, so I've met and I know people from all around the States and Canada. So I could tell straight away that you were Canadian. And then when you said Vancouver, Um, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds exactly like ace in terms of accent. Um, but I, I think it's as people don't necessarily pay attention too much. And I reckon that's why a lot of people just think Canadians and Americans, and they all sound the same because like, people will often think like when we've been to America, my husband and I, people will think we're English because of our accent. And But then they'll a lot of people guess South African before they guess Australian. So I think there's definitely a bigger difference between an English, a South African and an Australian accent than a Californian and a Vancouver accent.
1: Yeah, California, I feel like is like kind of like, and a lot of us are really baked half the time in Vancouver as well. But I yeah. mean, California, I feel like they're like the more frattier version, like the more kind of like, Saw bro, like they're kind of slower. I don't know how to do it as well. Like, yeah, 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 but they're kind of yeah, a little bit slower. I feel like we're, yeah, we Canadians got their own so their own little funny little words, but and even across Canada, it's like the same as Australia. Like, there's different yeah. accents, right? So, but yeah, I think that uh, I, think I think the big right, thing man. across
0: Australia is different slang, and we like they almost have some different dialects. And it's a bit of like a running joke from state to state about, Oh, what do you call this? Um, like people call their bathers different or they like their swimming trunks, different things in different States, like even things like that. It's just really weird. Um, potato cake is the big one that we argue about a lot. This is all just like bullshit to go into the story. Is that, a here, we just make no. is that a hash brown potato cake no so like we have hash browns but then like a potato cake is mashed potato battered and fried okay all right i, yeah. I feel you i like, so like that a, that's awesome so in victoria we call it a potato cake and in new south wales they call it a potato scallop uh and then i think so because oh, it looks it, like a,
1: a scallop right
0: Yeah, like the seafood,
1: like a scallop, like.
0: Yeah, no, but it's just like round battered potato, like it's about that that big. I'm just yeah. If you're listening on the podcast, not the YouTube, you won't get how big it is. Um, Yeah, it's about that big, and it's just deep fried mashed potato, Um, and it's delicious with lots of salt on it, of course. Um, But yeah, we always have these little joke arguments about what those things are called, and it's weird, like we're also similar in australia but then there's all these little differences
1: yeah i think that um i feel like across canada we all use the same words for the most part but we just say them differently like there's just different like accents like just literally different accents right but um
0: yeah
1: yeah, it's so weird man except for people from i feel like people from Ontario, I feel like have their own little language going. I feel like a lot of the times that I watch yeah. like any thing on social media, I'm like, what is this guy saying in the comment section? Like, what <laughs> in the world? Like, are we watching a different movie, man? What's going on? But, no, um, but,
0: sorry, yeah, go ahead. I've, no, no. I think that um, I was going to bring that idea of difference onto the mental health and self-development thing and like yeah let's jump into it yeah so like that's that's one thing i think and i think jeff and i are going to do an episode on this soon about difference um and i feel like and i think you know you've talked about it a couple of times with a couple of your guests about doing your own thing and you and i have had the same conversation chatting um yeah and it's really interesting how different people approach all of these things differently.
1: Yeah. I feel like if, if I'm hearing you right, I feel like, um, like I can say for myself, like, I know that like when you're saying that you, you want to do something different, like I know growing up, like I always had a tough time visualizing like what I wanted to do when I was older or what what I wanted to even study. And I just knew in my for some reason in my, like inside, I'm not even joking. And it sounds kind of corny, but like, I knew that I was I was supposed to be something different. Like I thought I was supposed yeah. to do something different. Like I was like, everything that everyone's talking about sounds like I might be able to get the hang of it, or I might be able to do all right or, or carry on or just push through it. But I feel like I'm meant to do something else. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, or just yeah. feeling and,
0: different? Um. I feel I feel like now, looking back from where I am now, back onto my younger days, I feel like I had that feeling as well. Um, and it's a real issue in, like, the episode, I can't remember, it's either about to come out or just came out uh, of No Pants, No Problems, who talk about this a bit, how people seem to like society tries to fit us into all following the same path and i feel like there are people and you've just said that you were one and i feel like i was one that that doesn't seem to see that path and it doesn't seem to make sense um and so i think that's yeah i think that's a more common thing than people realize is most people kind of might have had that feeling that we had when we were younger about, oh, this doesn't make sense. I don't know if I want to go and do this path. Or for me, it was just pick one thing and do it. Like I remember when I finished high school and, you know, you have to choose what you're going to do at university. I couldn't choose, but I had to because you can't go and do three courses at university at once. and so I did choose and I chose teaching and then I did that, but I was always doing other little things. Like I was doing volunteer stuff and I was running you know, a little side hustle business. And now I'm out of teaching and into hospitality, but I'm still doing other things. Like I'm doing the podcasting and I'm doing you know, two or three other things as well. And so I think that that feeling of difference is something that's more common than we think.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it for myself as well, like um, something I've been thinking a lot about this year and it's still something I'm still trying to figure out is like a kind of a sense of identity. I feel like we're to better define the word identity, if that makes sense, because I feel like um, you know, we kind of get put into certain boxes as well in society, like kind of in, in in terms of like how, however, people want to kind of differentiate themselves from someone else. Like we kind of get told that that's like a part of our identity. And I know like yeah. for myself growing up, a lot of the time I would think about maybe different labels or identities. And I thought like, I don't know if that's the hill I want to die on. I don't know if that's what I want to be known as like, I kind of had a different concept i was trying to figure it out and i think that um i mean in terms of because i had a similar experience to you except i didn't even end up going to college because i couldn't pick i dropped out if within a year i tried to be like too many things and i was just
0: like fuck this i can't do it but um well i ended up like i started uni a year and a half late because well i started and did like three weeks and then i was like oh I don't know if i want to do teaching so i quit and worked at mcdonald's for a year um full time and then i was like well i don't want to do this for the rest of my life so i went back to uni so i was a bit the same but even like while i was at uni i was playing sport and on the committees of the sports clubs and i was helping to run the community radio station and yeah i was always doing other things and when you were saying about identity i was just thinking when you asked me at the start of the episode to introduce myself and a bit what i'm about i had about four th- four ways i could have introduced myself and i feel like in terms of identity all of those things make up who- make up who i am like i could have introduced myself as a podcaster for like men's mental health or a podcaster for movie reviewing which is my other podcaster i could have introduced myself as a cafe owner um i could have introduced myself as you know whatever else and so i think like i all right, i think our identity is a pretty flexible thing and you kind of trade on the parts of your identity that are relevant to the situation. So like, I wouldn't have introduced myself as a mental health podcaster if I'd been on a queer podcast.
1: Yeah. Or, or talking about your business on a TV show or whatever. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you were bringing me on to talk about movie reviews, I wouldn't have been like, Oh yeah, no pants, no problems. This is what we're doing. Or I wouldn't have talked about owning a cafe Um, But we can, because
1: that's so sick too.
0: Yeah, and like it'll come up probably in our chat, but it'll be within the context of the self-development and the mental health stuff. So I think it, it is super complex, the idea of identity and how people identify because there's then the separation between how you identify yourself and how people identify you external to yourself
1: yeah yeah and i think like with identity it is kind of like uh flexible or kind of moldable like it's uh it's tough to because the way i kind of look at it now is like if you think about like what identity is it's kind of like you said it's a combination of like what other people think of you and like what you think of yourself right yeah and so like by that definition like if i were to write down like if i had to grab a journal or a notepad or whatever and i just like write down um like qualities like maybe your traits yeah. that i want to kind of have and then I just wrote down, like, um, like, this is literally something that I've done. Like, this is what I had to do to kind of figure this out. And I would write down, like, traits and qualities. And then things, like, that I could do that would be attributed to that. Because, like, the way yeah. I think of it is, like, if I do these things that maybe make me feel like i'm a generous person or maybe i'm an understanding person or whatever i would want to be in my identity like if i'm doing these actions and behaviors then i'm going to think of myself as that and other people are going to think of me as that so like it's essentially yes a a self-fulfilling prophecy almost like you can kind of enhance your identity i feel like that way
0: yeah and i think I think the identity is still so linked to the things that you do more than the way you behave. Like I totally get, and I totally agree with like, these are you what you were just saying, these are the behaviors that I want, to, um, want people to kind of recognize me for. But I think it, mostly externally, people identify you, like they're more likely to go, oh, that's Mark, he's a podcaster, or that's Mark, he's in construction rather than, oh, that's Mark, he's a great bloke, or that's Mark, he's really generous. And, you know, you could pick 10 people that know me and they'd probably identify me in four different ways. Like you know me as a podcaster, whereas, you know, my mate that I went to uni with knows me as an ex-teacher. You know, I I think we're still really quick to identify people by their job or some kind of label or title. Rather than their values or behaviors, do you
1: think that that's better or worse, or do you think that there's any difference? Or
0: I think it's much shallower, um, particularly when it comes to job titles. Uh, like I was reading a book recently, and I'll think of the name of it as we go along. Um, and it talked about when you meet people, um. That one of the first questions people ask when you meet someone is, "What do you do?" And the answer to that is usually going to be their job. Um, but this book, which was about chatting to people and meeting people and kind of a networking book, um, was saying that that's a risky question to ask. They were coming from it from the angle of that person might be just been sacked from their job, or they might you know, be unemployed at the moment. So it's a kind of insensitive question to ask. But a better question is how do you spend your time, which is more open. But I definitely think it's shallower to identify people just from their job, or some kind of external label. Um, because, like you've said, a person is more than what they do. Like I, I, you could pick 10 people that work in construction and they're to- 10 totally different people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, you know, and I have met a lot of tradies and there's some that are great blokes, super helpful. A oh, funny story. One told me to fuck off the other day when I rang him to quote something for the cafe. Awesome. Like, yeah. Or there's our plumber who works like almost literally 24-7 to get the job done. Like saying he's a tradie, you could either be that guy who tells someone that calls for a quote to fuck off, or you could be the guy that works 24-7. They're two totally different people. So it doesn't really tell you anything about the person other than how they spend eight to 10 hours a day.
1: Yeah, I always joke with, uh, with my roommate, because he's a plumber, and I'm a carpenter. And I always joke with him. And uh, I say, like, uh, there's always like, two, it's kind of obviously a giant generalization. But I always say to him, like, there's two types of guys that work in construction. There's the guys that didn't want to go to college and the guys that just like building things. So that's basically it. Like it's it's like the guys that like love building things, they love working with their hands, they like thinking about concepts like that. And then there's guys that, you know, drink six Red Bulls a day and smoke four packs of cigarettes. Like it's yeah. like, you know, that's basically who you're looking at.
0: Yeah. But it but even then, like that doesn't tell you much outside like what kind of person people are and I know and I think you had in one of your recent episodes a similar discussion about being recognized more for like your behaviors and your values than for anything else and I think that's what we should be leaning towards in terms of identity
1: Yeah. Like I agree with the current state that you've kind of set. Like I kind of agree with the setting. Like I feel like it's way more common to judge people like, uh, or even just not even judge, but just to consider their identity like what they do and i do this as well because like if you were to interview me and ask me to tell me like what i do basically you ask for me to describe what i do i i a lot of the times i do think at the beginning like i'm a carpenter or i work in construction or i work for a family business or i run a podcast like that is kind of what i think of like if i were to describe myself or like i'm active like i like to work out or whatever it is yeah. right like, yeah But I just the reason I have that the reason I have like more of a view like what you're describing in terms of like qualities or traits or characteristics kind of like the reason I think of that is because like you I've worked in so many different jobs and so like I think that if I stop being a carpenter. I'm not any less Mark. I'm not any different, right? Like if you mm. stop podcasting, if you stop doing anything, like you're not any less yourself, you're still hundred percent yourself. The same way as like, if you lost an arm, you're still you, you're not yeah. less you, even though you lost maybe 10% of your body mass or whatever your arm weighs. I don't know. But like, I'm just saying like, you're not, you're not less you. That's what I'm yeah. saying.
0: I think I think the I think because it is such a current state of identity being your job, it's just really weird to like go, oh hey, I'm Mark, you know, I'm a generous person. Like that would be really it seems a really weird way to introduce yourself. But and it seems like a way more that other people would talk about you. Yeah 100%. And so I think yeah I think there's a bit of a kind of a disconnect there and I guess there there's the difference as well between what you are identified as and what you're known for so they might be like oh that's Lee he's a podcaster but then when people talk about me they'd say oh he's really I wouldn't even know. He's really generous or he's really considerate or he's really helpful those things would follow on from giving a more deep explanation of who I am.
1: Does yeah. That make sense. Yeah, 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 100%. Like it's kind of like um Yeah, it's difficult to kind of talk about because it's like, yeah, you wouldn't really describe yourself as those things. You wouldn't use like those traits to kind of describe yourself. So I guess at the end of your day, like you kind of do have to find. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I actually That's i i don't i don't really ask people what they do. Like, I realized last year, like because I play baseball, and I realized of the team that I most recently played with. I probably only know four of the 11 people's actual jobs. Like there's some people at the club that I've known for 10 years. And like one woman comes to mind particularly, like I know she works at a law firm, but that's only cause I've had to email her, but I don't know what she does. Like, you know, this, she's incredible. And she basically ran our whole club for 10 years. And so I know that she is intelligent and I know that she's kind and generous and all of those things, but I could not tell you for the life of me what her job title is.
1: Right. But like you could, and, and there's so many things that like when you describe, it's so funny because sometimes when you're asking someone to describe someone like you are talking about what they do or what they are like yeah. or how they speak or what they look like or what they, you know, like, it's like, what? Like, um, yeah, I guess maybe we got to get more specific questions because like, well, I, I feel like this question, like you said, is so vague. What do you I just do? don't do, you like? do
0: the, I also hate the small talk thing. Like, Oh, so what do you do is such a generic small talk question that I just don't ask it. And I think that's why I probably, of most of the, unless I've met them through work, probably 50% of the people in my life, I couldn't really tell you what their job is. Like I can tell you all sorts of things about them, but I couldn't tell you what their job is because I've just skipped over that small talk question of like, oh, so what do you do? Because I just find that shit boring. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the same as like, it's almost
1: like a how's the weather like that's kind of like what you know we grew yeah. up like that's the dumbest thing you could say but we all say it <laughs> like yeah. literally i say it every day when i talk to people it's like yo, oh, it's been raining oh, when, a lot when you so, work
0: in uh yeah. you work in hospitality you say it 50 times a day because i just spend my day having the same conversation 100 times over
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I've worked in restaurants before and it's the exact same yep. thing. Every yep. table you talk to the exact, exact same news stories. Everyone watched the exact same sports yep. game. You're like, okay, man.
0: Like, and that's it, so that's, sick. I know that's probably like, sounds really ironic considering how much I just talked about the fact that I hate small talk that like that's 90% of my job now, but, uh, it is part of the hospo thing. Um, and it's a much safer topic like i'm not going to stand at the coffee machine and talk about covid for 20 minutes with every customer so I just talk about the weather it's yeah, much better yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. no 100 percent. i actually used to like that about when uh when i worked as a as a server in a restaurant um i liked that a lot like that i could kind of just my brain turned off i didn't have to think about my problems or what was going yeah. on i just kind of got to chat with people and I used to think like, how can I make people laugh as fast as I could? Because for me, like, it was kind of yeah. like I want these people to like me, and I feel like part of my, I guess this is ties back into identity as well. Like, part of the thing, like I grew up like thinking like this is something that I realized in my later years. Well, I shouldn't say that I'm 26, so
0: yes, yeah, but they're I, not that light. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but um. You know, like kind of looking back, like I felt like the only way I could get people to like me when I was growing up was if I could make them laugh really quick. Like I thought that I was like, okay, time's ticking. I got to make them laugh before they start to not like me. Like that's kind of yeah. the way I thought as a kid. So when I was a server and when I worked in hospitality, like that was kind of the same way. I was the exact same way. I was like, I'm just going to try and make them laugh. And then if I could make them laugh, I was like, this is an awesome shift. But yeah,
0: I, and I definitely think I definitely think humour is a huge part of connecting with people. And like you said with our podcast, you know, Jeff and I have the balance between the serious topics and the humour because that's how our relationship has been founded. Like we'll talk shit and we'll flick between dick jokes to suicidal thoughts. Like it's the (laughs) absolute extreme uh in the one conversation and so we don't exclude that from the podcast uh and i think that that is something that definitely helps you connect with people like and you know some of my best mates are the people that we just sit there and then we end up just like laughing for an hour um and so i think but then you know, everybody has the different sense of humor. So there's difference even in that. Yeah,
1: I got a, I definitely had a, a rude awakening to that as a kid. I didn't really understand that very well until the last couple of years. And now I'm able to kind of, I wouldn't say tailor my humor because I kind of uh I still say similar things, but I feel like uh it's a little bit different now for sure. I'm a little bit more aware of who i'm speaking to or my audience who it is because uh, i used to just be a little bit more offensive in many ways in many ways man but (laughs) i uh yeah i like that i like that because i have that relationship with a couple people in my life as well where we've kind of and you know i'm not going to tell anybody else's stories but we've you know shared experiences where maybe uh we've seen different sides of each other that you know could be a little bit more ugly than normal right so I think that when you are seeing your friends go through these certain things, whether it be like suicidal thoughts, suicidal tendencies, or like self-harm or addiction, whatever it is, like you kind of, it's almost it's not like a bonding experience, but like you kind of get yeah, yeah. to understand each other like a little bit better and understand that, you know, like this guy is a little bit like me. Like, I feel like I'm different, like kind of tying back to what you thought before, like, that's how I grew up. I kind of thought like, I'm a little bit different than everybody else. Like, I feel like I just kind of think differently or I just operate on a different level. Like, I, like not in you know, a better way or a worse way, just different way. Like I kind of felt like I was running on a different software system. Like everyone else is on Android, and I'm on Apple. Or if yeah. you know, like yeah. you know, like it didn't 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 mesh well. Like the the apps didn't mesh well. But when you kind of see someone else go through that, like you're kind of then you're on the same operating system at least, or you understand like where they're at. Like you kind of have a better understanding.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I definitely feel like that's a lot more common like we were saying before that's a lot more common than people think like in terms of the mental health thing i was really depressed like my whole teens um because you know and now i know a hundred percent that it was because i was so far in the closet for my whole teens and you know i spent my whole teens thinking i was the only one that felt like this but that I was you know also the only one that was in the closet but then by the time I finished my first year of uni my two best mates from high school had come out as well um and so I was like oh shit I wasn't the only one and then like I went to my 10-year high school reunion and there were two other people that came up to me and was like oh you asshole you should have come out in high school then we could have actually talked she was joking um but like you're not the only one that's like that. And then in chatting to more people, um, you realise that this mental health struggles, you're not the only one. Like one of my brothers has had serious mental health struggles and like I didn't know that till years later. So like we were in next door bedrooms, both going through the same stuff and neither of us knew. Um, And it's because it doesn't get talked about. And everybody kind of puts on this, not everybody, but a lot of people put on this mask of how we're expected to behave and how we're expected to interact. Um, And so we have to start podcasts like this to try and open up those conversations.
1: 100%. No, 100%. I could only imagine like if I was kind of, yeah, dealing with that because like just hearing you kind of talk about being so deep in the closet like I feel like I can I can feel a part of that pain man like I can actually like feel a part of that and it sucks man like I think um I can't really understand it completely but I can think of times where I felt similar or I I kind of have this one image burning I have an experience burned in my head that was like from when I was a little kid which was you know, what I think a root of a lot of problems I deal with. And I've talked about it before, but I'll kind of give you like a, to make a long short story short version. But basically when I was like nine years old, I, uh, I can't remember if I was even being serious or not, but I joked about suicide with my teacher in like grade four or whatever. And, uh, I remember her reaction was really, um, uh, she was concerned. She was super concerned. And yep. that was unpleasant for me to see. And I remember like, I had to start going to counseling and I, my parents were so concerned. The principal was concerned. My friends were wondering why I was being pulled out of class every day. And, you know, I remember, I vividly remember thinking in my head, I fucking better never say anything like that again, because this fucking destroyed my life. Like it made me so oh, yeah. self-conscious. So I know a lot of the times that hurt me because, I was so scared to talk about how I was thinking or how I was feeling or what I was, you know, wanting to do. Like I was so scared to say anything because I, of the reaction in the beginning. So I don't know if you have maybe a subconscious feeling like that, but that's kind of what, when you say that, that's how I feel. I I feel that like that kid again, that's how I feel. Yeah. With, it's like, I have this in me, but I can't say anything.
0: No. And I, I think that's, and the, the more I go on and the more I talk to, people about it like coming out for me was coming out as gay and being in the closet was that but i feel like particularly as a teenager everybody is holding something back like i was putting on this show to a certain extent to cover up things but i think like everybody is doing that in a certain way and whether or not it's to do with sexuality or whether or not like you, it's to, you know, hide your true feelings so that you didn't get judged or didn't have to go through again, what you went through. But I think so many people are keeping a part of themselves closeted away that it's hard to come out from that. And Yeah, I just think the more that we open the conversations, the more people will see it in others and understand that it's actually an okay thing to talk about. It's an okay thing to feel or to be.
1: Yeah. And it's weird because there's all these things that we kind of think, you know, maybe if this person knows this thing about me, like, you know, maybe if Lee knows that I'm depressed and he's going to think that of me all the time, or he's going to think I'm a depressed person, like it becomes a part of my identity then, you know, like, yeah. um, so I feel like there's like that kind of feeling, but you know, like, it's not like when I found out that you're gay, like, I don't think of you as a gay guy you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not on the forefront. Yeah. Hey, believe it or not, like it's not on the forefront of my mind when I'm thinking yeah. about you. You know what I mean? Like the same way, like, I'm sure that, you know, when you think about me, you don't think, oh, that kid's depressed or that, you know, etc. whatever, yeah. X, Y, and Z. Like the things that we're fearful of people kind of attaching to our identities, I feel like don't actually happen. Like, I, and again, I'm not trying to assume like what you were kind of afraid of. I, that's just kind of the best way I could relate it to like what I went through, but. No, I that's. Just,
0: definitely a relatable thing and I think I think for me there was a part of me that was worried about that becoming my identity because I guess like you've said I didn't want to be known by that label I knew I was more than a gay guy I was at that point musician sports person um you know artist all the different things that we are in high school and i a part of me didn't want to particularly in high school like i would have been the only guy i would have been the gay guy in the year level and even though literally nothing would have changed about me i would have been the gay guy um and i guess if you had been more open about your mental health issues in high school than you would have been, Oh, that's Mark. He's got to go. Cause he's the depressed kid. He's got to go out of class again. Yeah. And that would have diminished everything else. It would have diminished people going, Oh, that's Mark. He's hilarious. Or that's Lee. He's, you know, the musician or he's, you know, really good at whatever else. And so I think that's the, to go back to identity i think that's the flip side of the labels is that it can diminish the qualities
1: yeah and it just kind of it's it's so weird the way we think about it man i don't know like um and i don't know like i kind of had a similar experience to you like the same way that you said you had your friend that joked with you like well i wish you came out in high school we could have talked about it but like i had Cause I kind of was like that class clown for my class, you know, my group, my graduating class, like, you know, through high school. And I had so many people message me when I started talking about, you know, mental health and kind of struggles I went through growing up. And there was people that would reach out that I went to high school with that. Maybe I talked to like once or twice and they're like, what the fuck? I never would have thought it was you dealing with that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. So I just feel like it's crazy how many times, like, people like we just kind of assume like we think that our problems are individual. We don't think that anybody else has these problems, but we kind of forget that everyone has these weird skeletons that they're all trying to kind of fake a smile for. Like we kind of, it's more common than not. Like I feel like hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Aren't hurting. And we've found that with the people that have reached out to us after we started no pants is, like the first two guests that we've got lined up are blokes that we've each known for years. Um, and one of them is this, you know, great guy, big personality, you know, super confident. And then like after two episodes, he messaged Jeff and was like, Oh, Hey, it's so good that you guys are talking about this. I've dealt with this, this, and this, and it's really, good to hear someone else talk about it because jeff is a bit similar in terms of being this big personality guy um he's the front man and then i kind of just stay but stand behind him he's
1: got that deep ass radio voice man
0: yeah he's he does have a great voice but he's got the big personality he's like the most extroverted introvert that i know um and so this other guy both Jeff and I said, we're like, oh, it's really interesting that he's messaged because like he's a lot like Jeff and it turns out he's a lot like Jeff internally. uh, And a lot of the stuff he'd been keeping to himself is similar to what Jeff had been. And so, yeah, it's, it's so much more common than people think. And We do, we have spent all of this time thinking that we're the only one that feels this or thinks this or experiences this, but it's just not the case.
1: Yeah. And have you found that like, since you guys started this podcast, like as you, have you found anything that kind of come to ease, like any problems kind of like. Cause I feel like a lot of the times I've gained so much from this experience of just being able to podcast about these things. And so like, I just kind of look back and I'm really thankful for a lot of it, but like, I don't know, have you had that kind of alleviation of any pain for yourself at all, or kind of helped you think about problems differently?
0: Um, a, a little bit. I think I'm actually, I'm actually starting it from a pretty good place. Like when we have started it and for most of the last year or so I've been in a pretty good place mentally Um, and anything that I have had to deal with, I'm at a point now where I have most of the tools and knowledge to be able to deal with them. So it's been, I felt more the immediate relief, like, If I've had a tough day, it's good to just sit there for an hour and talk shit and vent it out with Jeff. Um, So I felt it more in the immediate thing. I felt a lot about the value of my experience when I hear from other people. That's what I've really felt from the podcast so far is when someone else will message me. And kind of say oh thanks for talking about that because i thought this um and so i feel like that's not only validated the fact that we have a podcast but validated the amount of work i've done on my own mental state in the last 10 years or so
1: yeah have you like because um yeah, I, I, that's definitely the most rewarding thing. I feel like when someone kind of reaches out and they kind of felt similarly, or they just kind of think they were like, Oh, I never put words to it that way. I never like thought of it that way. Yeah. Um I was going to ask you as well like do you think like what kind of like what was the biggest kind of like catalyst for you then if if not like the podcasting like what was kind of the biggest catalyst to take you like from where you were hurting so much to where you are now where like you seem a lot more kind of solidified and a lot more like kind of formidable towards like kind of adversity like you seem to be like in a headspace where you're a lot more healthier and happier like like what yeah. kind of shifted that if anything
0: Um, so that there was kind of two shifts. Um, so just after high school, so kind of late high school was probably one of my lowest points. And then when I did a bit of self-analysis after high school, I realized nothing was going to change if I didn't come out. Um, and so I came out and, then was able to live more authentically that way. Uh, but then another six or seven years down the track, I hit some low points again. Uh, and so like really that was actually probably my lowest, like I've talked about my high school time being pretty low, but it was probably 10 years after high school. Um, That was my lowest point and I kind of, I've always been pretty stubborn and kind of pushed through it, which is probably why it was 10 years after high school that I did something about it and not five. Um, But I was kind of like, this is shit and it's still shit and I don't want to live like this. But, But I didn't feel that feeling, like I know when a lot of people say that, they immediately Jump to like that as being a suicidal ideation thing. Sorry, I just said that into my hand. Um, A suicidal (laughs) ideation thing. Um, And my doctor did think that. So I went to him for a referral to a psychologist and I said, look, I wanna see a psychologist because I'm not happy with my life and I don't want my life to, I don't wanna live like this anymore. And he wrote on my referral, suicidal ideation, but that's not what it was. It was, and and I've said this to guys before, when you do feel like that, you do have a choice other than taking your own life. And the choice that I made was to make the change. So I decided that I didn't want to live like that anymore. So I decided to change my life and live in a different way. So that was probably, that's almost 10 years ago now that I really started on the self-awareness thing and kind of trying to gain an understanding of exactly what I was going through rather than just being like, oh, I'm depressed, this is shit. And then pushing through it or moving on with it. And so that's why I talk so much with guys and on our podcast about self-awareness because that's really the thing that turned it around for me is that I decided to gain a better understanding of what my issues were, what my triggers were. And from there, and with that understanding, I've been able to gain control over it and improve it. Did that answer?
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it did. It did in a, in a lot of ways. Like I just think that there's cause you kind of answered my question better than I was expecting. So I kind of like that a lot. <laughs> like I, I think that I like personally I was expecting like maybe just like, Oh, professional help or this, but I like the way that you explain that perfectly. And that's why I didn't kind of ask any other questions. I just let you talk. Cause I liked where you're saying the way that you, you weren't feeling suicidal Right. But you were kind of just like, I fucking hate how I feel. I hate this. I hate this shit. Like, yeah. And, and I even say that sometimes about certain things in my life. Like I say it to, you know, my roommate, my girlfriend. I say sometimes, like, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I hate this. Like, I don't like yeah. this. And I just want this to change. Like, you know, certain things like, dude, I was struggling for a couple months in a row where I was just like not sleeping well. And it was like an endless cycle of self-sabotage. And I was like, I fucking hate this. I need to yeah. sleep better. I don't treat myself well. Like there's certain things. So like, I've even felt that way about little things. I could only imagine like, um, but I did feel that way when I was depressed. Cause I remember saying to my, the first, well, the second time I went to go see a, a doctor about you know my depression, I remember saying to them, uh, like, I will do whatever you say at this point. Cause I fucking hate yeah. where I'm at right now. And if I could fix me, I'd be fixed. So like, I don't know what it will take, but I will do anything to not do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm sick of this.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, I think that's a thing that, that people need to probably open up to a little bit more and in a couple of the facebook groups that i'm in there's a lot of blokes and i don't want to i don't want this to come across badly there seems to be a lot of blokes that are trying to externalize that and i'm not saying you did that when you first went to seek help but i think there needs to be a bigger acknowledgement of change and if if you don't like something change it and i know that's oversimplifying but things are able to be changed not always a big change or actually never a big change first up but every moment every decision presents you with an opportunity to change something and even if you change little things all those little things are going to add up. Like with your sleep example, you didn't go from getting no sleep to getting eight hours like the next night. Like it doesn't work like that. And I think a lot of people expect change to be change. Like they go, Oh, my sleep shit. And then they like want to go to the chemist and buy two things and then get home. They're like, Oh, well now I've got eight hours sleep every night. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And when you're depressed, it's not like depressed. I'm going to go to the doctor, I'm going to go to the psychologist. And then like in two weeks, I'll be good to go. Right, right. And a lot of the time, like it's not even
1: something that's external that would, um, would change the way you think. I posted something on my story this morning, actually on Instagram. It was like a yep. movie clip. And it was from that movie with Chris Pratt, where he's uh, in the space. I always forget what it's called. But he, it's the one where he's like, the, a rival? I can't remember what it's called. I think, uh, Interstate. No, that's Matt. Oh, Miller. no,
0: that's is it? Yeah. Anyway, I should probably know it because my anyway. podcast is a movie podcast. <laughs> Dude, it's, yeah, all keep going. it's
1: all good. <laughs> it's like a Chris Pratt movie, and he's in space and he's talking to like the robot bartender. And he's like, you know, like, I'm fucked. I'm basically, I'm stuck in space or whatever. And the robot bartender says to him, he's like, um, you know, you're in a place where you don't want to be right now. And I want you to think of the place where you want to be. And I'm telling you that if you were there, you would still feel like this because you're not really, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. yeah. I feel like that's kind of the same way. I think we think of, like I went to a doctor and I was like, please just tell me what to do. Like, what do I need to do? And I remember them saying like, it's not really that simple and I didn't really fathom what they were saying, but it's exactly like you're saying, like I went somewhere and I expected the answer to be external. Like, um, but I didn't really realize that it was all internal. Like you're saying, like, I, I you know, I actually, I have a, a group that I chat with every Saturday morning. So like I did it like six hours ago and uh, cause for me it's Saturday, but yep. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> but anyways, like this morning I was basically saying, I'm going to start coining the term, just do something. Because at this point, like yeah. whenever someone says something, like I hear my past self, And it frustrates me because I'm like, just do something like do something like do something like because any little thing could help, like whether it's, you know, having a conversation like this for an hour with a good buddy of yours or, you know, kind of going for exercise or guess saving more money, like anything that you think in inherently is a good idea is probably going to make you feel somewhat better. You know what I mean? Like, and it's maybe not going to fix all your problems, but it at least maybe maybe put you in a position to get a new opportunity to create change or
0: but it's and it's also gonna change your direction. And like I always think about enough to to use another movie reference in Back to the Future, in Back to the Future part two, is where they have that alternate 1985. Amazing.
1: And- Canadian lead actor in that movie too wow
0: oh yeah good choice I love it it's my favorite movie um it's going to come up on our other podcast soon um it's that moment where Doc brings out the blackboard and he puts the x on the line and then draws the tangent like yeah and it's you know that's a super simplification obviously because it's for a movie but like there are so many moments in your day and if any and if you've watched the series loki it's the same thing there's all these potential timelines that can happen based on your decisions and you know the decision in back to the future is the decision for marty to steal the sports almanac which creates this whole nother universe but you know, you made the decision to go and see a professional. I made the decision to start working on myself. Those are both big decisions that have seriously altered the course of our lives. But you you are always presented with smaller decisions about what to do. And doing nothing isn't going to change anything. So like you said, do something. And if it's something that you think leans towards something good, it's going to probably end up as something good.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I think that a lot of the times we could be fooled by our ego for sure, but I think that a lot of the times we kind of know what we should and shouldn't be doing. And I think that a lot of the times I feel like I'm at my worst I kind of think about the things that I've done that week or that day. And I kind of think like, are these things that are kind of consistent with where I want to be? Are these consistent with what like my goals are? Well, like in every level, like not just like kind of a financial goal or a fitness goal, but like in terms of, you know, um, my relationship goals or like kind of the relationship I have with my family or you know is this contributing to where I want to be or is this kind of deformation towards my character or someone else's care like is this hurting or is it helping like kind of um, I just think that there's always you know we think that there's a gray area but I feel like there's not as much of a gray area as we think I think we know what's good and what's right you know what I mean
0: Yeah, and I think if you have a good understanding of where you want to be, as you obviously do, I think if people have a good understanding of where they want to be, and I've just shared on my Instagram today um, a quote about if you know your principles, then most of your decisions are already made for you because, like, and I talk about it in terms of, of, values if you know what your values are or your principles or like you were saying where you want to be it makes all of those little decisions easier because you can just default back to well is this going to take me in that direction or is this going to be contrary to that um and so that's yeah that's just something that kind of goes over the top of everything in terms of making those decisions and working out what you want to do.
1: Yeah. And so have you gone down and kind of written out, like, kind of like, do you have like an actual formal list of like your principles or like, like cause I was actually, that was one of the things I came up in a discussion this morning was I was kind of asking about like core values or yeah, I guess you could say principles, like yeah, um, they're kind of synonymous, but I was asking like kind of people about that and what they thought or, I was just thinking maybe I need to review that. Maybe I need to think about that a little bit more because I think I have a clear image of who I am and who I want to be. But now when you talk about principles, you know, I feel like that's something that, like you said, like you kind of pre-makes your decisions. Like I feel like if you kind of know about the principles that you want to have, then when you face a situation in your life that pertains to that principle, it's kind of a no brainer. Like, I feel yeah, like there's yeah. a lot of times where, especially in the last couple of years, I've been very confused. Like, I feel like um, maybe that's something I need to refresh. Do you have like a technique that you use to think about maybe your core values or principles?
0: I don't. I don't have them formally written down yet because it's kind of something that I've only recently really gotten on board to being that overarching thing. I think for a while I've inherently done it. I have a pretty good vision of where I want to be and I have a pretty good internal understanding of how I want to be as well. Uh, And so I think I've been doing it, but I think the next step is to formalise it. Yeah. I feel
1: like I'm in the same boat that way, man. I think, um, yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of things that I think are very obvious, but I think there's other things that we just don't really think about. Like we don't really actually, but that's why it's so important because then when we encounter those situations, we have like that, that little bit of like
0: a roadmap for yeah, life. Totally. Yeah. I get that. Um, you, you I'm going to have to up. wrap up. I'm getting the wind just... up because we have to open the cafe. <laughs> i was
1: just getting that i was just getting that from body language man i was looking at the time too i was like dang man i could go on forever with you man i love talking to you but um no it's been great no it's I, good I don't that know we
0: uh finally got there
1: yeah dude and i'm excited for the next time as well because i'm gonna message you after this i love this man but um yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched the, this is what I say every single time. I don't know if you've watched yep, the end yep. of one of my, my uh, videos, but I don't, uh, I don't do my own outros, just my own intros. So I'd love for you, man, to just kind of tell people again, where they can find you. Um, they know what you're all about by now, but uh, just tell people like where they can find you and just leave them with a positive message. Anything that's either motivating, uplifting, or just kind of makes them laugh. Even you could tell a joke. Yep. Anything you like, my man. Thank you so uh, much.
0: No, no worries. Thanks for uh, having me on. So yeah, my, the podcast is no pants, no problems. uh, And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We are at no pants pod. And then on Instagram, we are at no pants, no problems pod. Uh, So you can find us there as well as on obviously all of the podcasting platforms. We're not quite as, we're not on the YouTube like you yet, Mark. Um, because we were no pants in the spa. So we were just worried about community guidelines. So um, find us on the the podcast platforms if you want to give us a listen as well. Um, and I guess my main message to leave with people is to just, I feel like I'm stealing it from you because I had it in my head before we started, is just to do something and to extend from that, it's just about understanding how much control and how much power you have over yourself um, and your own direction. No one outside of you is going to determine where you end up. There will be external factors, but it's in the end, your decision and your reaction to those things that's gonna determine where you wanna go. So. If you're not in a space where you want to be, uh, then you're the person that has the power to make that difference.
1: 100%, man. I love that. I absolutely love that, man. Thank you so much, bro. Go ahead and and kill it today, man. Have an amazing day at work, bro. Have a a good day, everybody that's listening to this. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good evening whenever you're listening to this. But much love and peace out. Thank you so much, Lee. I love you, buddy.
0: Thank you. See you later.
1: Peace out. Much love.